0: Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldsteep. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise, are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Welcome to episode 30 of The Midlife. Women in midlife have a little bit of a split personality when it comes to risk. I think there's a natural progression as we get older to become more conservative in some of our choices because we've got a lot on the line. We have financial responsibilities and people who rely on us for emotional support. We've also established ourselves as upstanding members of our respective communities, and we uphold certain expectations of ourselves programmed by society and family. Most of us are rule followers. So I think it takes a lot before we're willing to put ourselves out there and take a chance on something, really anything, that could be a mistake and possibly fail. Because we don't fail. We are women and mothers and wives and daughters and we're warriors. We're problem solvers and fixers. There's enough chaos created by those around us that we not only feel constrained by the lines within which we color, but we feel comforted by them. Until we don't. And then things get fun and exciting. I hope you're getting to that point where status quo can fucketh off I'm pretty sure that's the Latin. And you're starting to consider making important changes to create the life you want and deserve to lead. Just a quick word of caution before we go on to those of you who have suffered long past the breaking point and are about to blow some shit up in your world. Don't. There's a happy medium here. Email me. We should talk. For the rest of you that know you wanna change, that know you need to change, but you're afraid, let's talk about your worst fear, failure. Humans have an evolutionary safety valve to avoid failure at all costs. That made a lot of sense when your survival was on the line, but now that wiring may be what's stopping you from taking any risk, even a well-calculated one. Being afraid of making a mistake may actually lead to self-sabotaging behavior. You're almost dooming yourself. It's like walking on a tightrope when you're afraid of heights. You're for sure going to fall. Now, no one gets to this stage of life without having made a mistake or 50. But are they really mistakes? Or can we just call them detours? I believe you can reframe mistakes, missteps, failures, whatever nasty word you want to give the incident as gifts. And if you can see these detour gifts as educational stepping stones, why wouldn't you start taking a little bit more risk right away? First, let's put the incident in context. Was it really a mistake? Or did things just not turn out like you expected? We can be a little rigid, can't we? I know it makes it easier when you run a tight ship, whether it's your household or your business. Rules, categorizations, and boundaries are the recipe for well. Let's call it what it is, control. So when you say something was a mistake, is it possible that you're just being a little dramatic? Outcomes don't have to be right or wrong. They may just be what they are, and that could be unexpected. It may serve you well to look for the upside. Sometimes things end up better than you anticipated if you let them. Think of the sticky note. While Romy and Michelle purport to have invented it, it was actually a mistake in the 3M labs researching a new adhesive. What they came up with wouldn't hold anything except a piece of paper. I can't imagine my life without sticky notes. So look for your sticky note when things don't work out exactly as you expected. If you need a little additional help in the perspective department, check out episode 9, The Gray Area. Flexibility of thought, especially during this period of life transformation, is a superpower. All right, let's say you're right and maybe this incident or choice was a royal fuck up. Now what? It's time for some self awareness because here's where the growth comes. First, why did you make this choice? Dig deep to understand what seemed engaging about the decision you made. Many times, the initial seedling of an idea is valid. Don't give up on it just yet. Next, did you spend any time anticipating potential difficulties or consequences or workarounds? More often than not, though, I suspect that women spend a lot of time ruminating over the what-ifs to the point that we don't follow through with a decision. Back to our happy land of the gray area, find some middle ground between Ferris Bueller and Sander D., I'm always a little worried that my movie references won't translate, so if you need it, I'll put a footnote in the transcript. If things are going south, you can look at it as a challenge. Can you pivot and use what was good about the idea? And if things really aren't going to work out, it's worth investigating why. Not only because you could have done differently, but what will you do differently next time? Because I want there to be a next time. There's a quote I love attributed to Thomas Edison. I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. I think it's worth categorizing mistakes into two categories for the purpose of analysis. Sometimes it's just a simple mistake, so you screw up. There's no drastic consequence and nothing you really need to learn beyond don't do it again. Was someone else affected? Apologize and move on. But do you beat yourself up about it? In those moments, I wish for you the presence of mind to step away and ask yourself if punishing thoughts will do anything to change the outcome. This is a little off topic, but I'd also like to tap the shoulder of any of you that explode when the closest to you make a little mistake. Do you respond with the nuclear option when just a little diplomacy would get you the same outcome? I'll confess that I was absolutely that wife and mother until I became very deliberate in my thoughts and actions and words. But here's a real-world example from today. I have a new car, which during this quarantine, I drive exactly one time a week to take my little person to tennis. When I went to the garage to get in my car this afternoon, the car was gone. My eldest had taken it to his doctor appointment. It wasn't a huge assumption for him to make that he could take it, since I let him drive it whenever he wants, to the point that he has tripled my new car mileage since he got home exactly two weeks ago. Was I annoyed the car was gone? Definitely. But I went to grab the keys of the old car that the big boys share. And they were gone. With the boy, in my new car, at the doctor. I'm at Perturbed now. Fortunately, Hubby was just pulling into the driveway, so the little person and I jumped into that car and made it to tennis in plenty of time. When I got home, the middle boy was on the phone, and I knew he was talking to his brother. Certain that the middle boy had relayed the circumstances of the afternoon, I calmly said, Tell your brother he's an asshole. To which he communicated, mommy says you're an asshole. And yes, by the way, they still call me mommy at almost 17 and 20, and it makes me laugh and I love it. Don't any of you shame them. When the big boy got home, he came and apologized. I said, not a problem. Little guy got to tennis. You're welcome to enjoy the car. Just please check before taking it. See? Mistake, apology, forgiveness. No one's going to pout for the rest of the evening. Simple mistakes don't stop the world from spinning. Don't let them derail you, whether you or someone else is the perpetrator. Sometimes your mistakes expose a weakness or an area that needs attention or uncovers a situation where you were doing something that you really didn't want to do. This is a growth opportunity. There's something learnable or fixable. You can make a plan to improve, overcome, or delegate the tasks that fall under this category. This is really a gift, and you should look upon those mistakes with curiosity and optimism. Here's an example. I started a business prior to the midlife. I changed course because I was not feeling at all authentic or fulfilled in the idea that I had. It was totally viable, but it wasn't sparking joy, as Marie Kondo would say. Was that initial effort a mistake? No way, because the seedling idea was valid. I had an entrepreneurial idea to serve women in midlife. Had I just been discouraged by the first attempt, I would have missed out on creating the midlife and this extraordinary experience of meeting and helping so many women. These are the mistakes I hope you're making in midlife. I want you to have a spark of inspiration and just go try it, whether it's a hobby or a job or a business or a degree. I want you to be detached from the results but married to the process. I want you to be able to check in and evaluate if something feels right and is working for you. And when it's not, I want you to be bold enough to evaluate why and brave enough to make a change. And if you fail, go ahead and mourn the experience. Take some time to assess your role in the demise. Then try a little anger. It can be cathartic and it will reignite your desire to try again. There is no shame in mistakes. The shame is in the willingness to live with things as they are when you're not happy. One of the saddest situations I have a front row seat to is the despair many women feel in midlife. The single biggest cause? Resignation like, I'll always be fat, I'll never be a success, my life is what it is, let me bring you a message from your 80-year-old self. Whether you're in your 40s, 50s, or even 60s and beyond, you have a lot of life left to live and you have a choice about how you're going to live it. If you utter the words, but I don't want to make a mistake, you are dooming yourself to stagnation. I would be remiss if I didn't address regret in the context of this week's podcast, I doubt any of us have gotten this far without a memory or two that bubbles up and burns with sadness or remorse. Chances are there's not much to be done about the situation, or I hope by now you would have. So your choice is to continue to live with the dark feeling or bless it with love and let it go. I don't love the saying everything happens for a reason because I think it absolves you of critically analyzing missteps in your life. If there's one message I hope you're hearing from me, it's that you are not a passenger in this life. I want you to wring out experience from every situation you find yourself in. Some may be painful. Some may be joyful. All have the potential to enrich your life. Start doing, start feeling, start actively participating. Go ahead, make some mistakes. Because if you look at the sum of your detours as learning opportunities, shouldn't you be willing to take more risks in midlife? Maybe your follow-up to me is, but I don't know what I want to do then you, my friend, need to take me up on a free workshop I'm hosting this Friday, December 11th. Join me to take inventory of where you are now, but more excitingly, to give you some direction towards increasing your fulfillment in 2021. This time of year, people start talking about goals and resolutions for the new year. But I say you can't get where you're going if you don't spend a little time evaluating where you are. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to use some of my tools from my Midlife Reimagine program, and you'll have the opportunity to get direct advice from me, just like you would in our weekly Midlife Reimagine calls. Most importantly, you'll leave the workshop with actionable steps to improve key areas of your life. It's going to be casual and interactive, my gift to you. If you're on my email list, check your inbox. If you're not, well, that's a mistake, but the fixable kind. You can find a link to sign up for the workshop in the show notes for this episode or in the private Facebook group, Muddling Through the Midlife. As always, I love to hear from you. Feel free to email me at Kimberly at or DM on Facebook or Instagram. I always answer. And if you have a minute and are enjoying the podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends, rating it, or leaving me a review. I truly appreciate you being here and the incredible support of this podcast I've received. Before I go, I just want to acknowledge that the holidays aren't always joy and happiness for everyone. If that's you, I want to remind you that there is a kind and supportive group of women in midlife congregating in the Facebook group and that you are always welcome. I hope you have a great week and happy Hanukkah if you celebrate.